0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Draczynski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and Tom. Yes, sir. We have got a great guest today. I know we do. It's so wonderful whenever we uh, we bring in a real man.
2: He is a real man. Yeah, right? he is. It is well, wonderful.
1: And and he's he's uh, Doctor Kevin Ryan.
2: Yes, he is. He's the
1: executive director of the Men of Saint Joseph. Any time you're part of an organization that has men in it. Saint Joseph, and say exactly where can you go wrong? It's the perfect storm right there, man. (laughs) Exactly right. Well, well, Doctor, welcome so much to uh, the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Well, thank you very much for having me. So, tell us, uh, do you want me to call you Doctor or Kevin? No, Kevin. Kevin. How about Doctor Kevin? (laughs) Because well, we've got to be careful because he'll send us a bill
0: uh, if we if we don't call him Doctor. No, so Kevin, tell us what is. Men of Saint Joseph. Um, after uh, the events of 9/11, right? There tragic. Were eight, they are uh, very tragic. Um, there were eight men that felt called um, to a season of uh, prayer and fasting. Right. So for 40 days, they prayed and they fasted and tried to um, come to an understanding of what the Lord was calling them to. Right. And um, after that period of prayer and fasting, they came together, and what they sensed as a group was mm-hmm. that they were called to. Put the family in the hands of the father, oh. and um, and so then it was okay. If we're to call to put the family in the hands of the father, how exactly are we going to do that? Right. And so they just started meeting as as a group of men, and that began to grow and develop. And then other parishes started to say, "Hey, you got something going on here. What what is it? You know, what's happening? Uh, because what the men of Saint Joseph is all about." Um, it's not just another men's club. It's not a m- another men's organization. It's it's not a service organization. Right. Um, it's an organization that's developed, has been developed, um, in order to help men to come to a deeper uh, relationship with Christ and then to take that relationship into their families and take their place as the spiritual leaders that's of the interesting.
1: Now, do you think that those original um, eight guys that got together and, and prayed and fasted, do you think... They were sensing the fact that maybe... I know nine eleven was something that rocked our country to mm. its knees, right, and caused us to yes. z- reevaluate a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Do you think that maybe at that point it really came to light that there were problems with, with families that in these these uh, these latter years of the second millennium, you know, that we're starting to feel this sense of a lack of, of attention to the family and yeah, a lack absolutely. of strength in the family? Do you, you think that was... Fairly well recognized by those men.
0: Yes, and I I think what came to light um, in that time of prayer and fasting um, was an understanding that uh, that we're facing a crisis. When you look at um, the last twenty twenty five years, um, and you look at young people that have gone through confirmation, and we realize that the statistics show us that eighty percent. Of kids that go through confirmation classes are not Catholic by the time they're age 23. Yeah. Um, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we began to look at, or I think people began to look at, okay, why is that? And then there, are, again, there are statistics that show that if the father takes his place as the spiritual um, head of the household, 93% of families will follow along with dad. If, in fact, it's mom that's the spiritual head of the household, that drops by about 30%. Wow. Mm-hmm. And if the kids are trying to do it on their own, it drops down into the teens. Mm-hmm. So dads taking their place as the spiritual leaders of their household just becomes absolutely critical, not just for the man himself, but for for the entire family and, and honestly, for the church. You know?
1: So now I, I, I stop for a second and, and think about that. I know a lot of our listeners... You know, we have some moms who are listening to us now who might sense that in their family, their husband really hasn't stepped up. And I know we also have a lot of broken families. Mm. And, and those are those are also tragic situations, Absolutely. especially for the child, yes. right? Uh, and I'm a child of divorced parents and mm-hmm. know firsthand that it can be difficult for a kid to kind of get a sense of true family and, and really true manhood on the part of the father in those sometimes very difficult situations. So what do you, if you're talking to a woman who's listening right now, who's wondering if maybe their husband could be a little more forthright in his mm-hmm. faith, who can be a little more of a rock, right, for the family, what, what, what do you tell that woman to do? Does she go home and beat him over the head and say, <laughs> I just heard this show, and I heard a
0: doctor, no less, tell me. <laughs> no, I think um, we have men of St. Joseph chapters um, all over the country, actually in uh, 12 different countries of the world. And um, one of the things, and, you know, it doesn't have to be Men of St. Joseph, but Men of St. Joseph is a place that this can happen. Um, It's a very um, non-threatening place for a guy to just come in and be with other regular guys. Right. I mean, this isn't a bunch of, you know, people floating three feet off the ground, you know, ready to get their picture taken for a holy (laughs) card. No, this is regular guys that that gather together um, on a weekly basis. Um, to to wrestle with what does God want me to do? How does he want me to live in the real world? You know, not just, you know, a bunch of head knowledge about, you know, who God is, but getting to know God and giving God the opportunity to work in and through you. Um, And so just gathering together as men for talk, for study, for conversation, for encouragement, and um, find a place for that.
1: Mm-hmm. So an authentic Christian manhood—just how to be a man. Yes, like, and it's not necessarily a how-to clinic, obviously no. here, but it's a, it's a mm-hmm. place where you can come and flourish as a man. Yes, yeah. that's so that's so powerful. Now, why Saint Joseph? I, I, I mean, I think I I got a sense of why Saint Joseph, but maybe we should talk a little bit about that connection between Saint Joseph and authentic manhood.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. well, the Holy Family—you know—that uh, that Saint Joseph was chosen. Um, to be the foster father of Jesus Christ himself, um, and so what was his calling? Just think about it for a minute. Okay, this woman that I'm engaged to, um, she's pregnant, and it's not me. Right. And I'm supposed to, in, in a culture that says we stone her to death. Right. I'm supposed to say, oh no, that's okay. You know, I'm going to be your rock. I'm going to be you know the, the the spiritual leader of this household. And what's he say? He says yes. Right. Now, he had to be urged in a dream. He did. Right. The he Lord did. did speak to
1: him. Yes. Uh, but, and like normal guys, he might have thought. I mean, he you know, scripture tells us he was going to divorce her quietly. He was right. a just, he was a good man. He didn't yes. want to bring shame upon her. And so it was just going to be a quiet thing, let's kind of. And he, you know, in all honesty, especially in this day and age, he really had every right and honestly probably would have just walked away. Mm hmm. Had not the Lord said, no, 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 no. You, you need to be part of this family. That's
0: right. But he was open to that. Right. He was open to hear the voice he of God. And he accepted that. That's I mean, right. that
1: was his fiat. Yes. That was his yes. Mary exactly said yes right. to the Lord's plan, and Joseph said yes by staying.
0: That's right. And, and and the Lord calls each of us to a fiat, doesn't he? Yes. You know, um, he comes to us, and he, he, he calls out to us, and he, he gifts us with his grace, and then we are called to say yes to that. And what I always say to men is, have you said yes? Yeah. You know, have you opened your heart to hear what God might be saying to you? And then you say yes to that. Have you ever done that? You know, that's a great question. And are you asking me that now? <laughs>
1: because I, I should stop and think, have I? <laughs> no, all of us at some time in our lives, you know, and we may say yes sometimes. And, we, and some of our yeses are not strong. And mm-hmm. some of them are very strong. And we, we, there's this sort of ebb, and, ebb and flow in our lives and hills and valleys. And I know we're all over the all over the place sometimes in terms of our spirituality, our faith, um, and, and when we're willing to say yes. We always say yes when we've just won the lottery. And, you know, it's like, well, we say yes, and then we say, or oh, thank you, and then we're kind of done. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need God anymore. But then we were like way down, you know, God, where are you when we yeah. really need him? That kind of thing. So we have a lot of that going on in our lives. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the, the, the state of mind of the men that come to you. Now, do they have to, like, have a... Uh, a certain college degree or anything to, do you have to study and read to be able to become a man of saint joseph or is it more uh just wherever you are you're there come
0: on this yeah. is you're ready if, if you're breathing yeah come on in <laughs> yeah that that does help doesn't it it does it does actually there was a sign in front of one of our chapters and it said something like um this isn't a a, a prayer group for saints um it's it's a place for um for sinners to come right. and to to come into that that deeper place with God. That's perfect for you, Deacon Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. We're going to have to start Men of St. Joseph right here, aren't yeah. we? just to get that going. So one,
0: one of the beauties of the Men of St. Joseph is you don't need to have or do anything. When you walk in, It's every meeting is self-contained, so it doesn't presuppose that you've been to the previous ones. Um, awesome. Yeah, so you can just walk in, and you can take full part in... Uh, in a men of St. Joseph's meeting. That That's takes a smart. lot of
1: the pressure off of folks who are um, uh, wondering like well do I have to, is this going to be like a however many weeks study and I've got to exactly. take these books home or whatever and the reality is and what I get a sense of is this is what this serves men where they need to be served in a way they need to be served and really just builds them up wherever they are in their lives their spiritual journey. This is going to help build them up and they don't have to come uh, you know with, with armed with all, you know notepad and uh, pen and and books and whatever. It really, they just bring themselves and their open heart. That's right to these meetings.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, <clears throat> we try to make it comfortable so that people don't feel like you know they're walking into some clicky thing. Right. But that they're they're just walking into a a, a safe, comfortable place um, to just to begin to open up their their minds and their hearts to whatever the Lord wants to say to them.
1: That sounds wonderful. Now we have more to talk about here uh, about the men of Saint Joseph. I guess we should tell them. Um, uh, Kevin, where they can find more information about Men of St. Joseph.
0: Sure, you can reach us at themenofstjoseph.com, menofstjoseph.com.
1: Yeah, so go there. What are they going to find on that website?
0: Oh, all sorts of things. You can find out where we have chapters, um, not just in the United States, but around the world. Um, you can find out about the leadership. You can actually find how to contact me. Just go to leadership, go to executive director, and there I am. There you are. Yeah. Wonderful. So if anyone has any
1: information they need about Men of St. Joseph, they, they need to find one locally, or maybe they want to start one.
0: Yes, they can. Right, right on the front page, there's a get more information. You just click on that, and... Um, Give us your information, and we'll be right back in touch with you.
1: That's awesome. Speaking about being right back, Tom, we need to take a break here. And we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with uh, Dr. Kevin Ryan, Executive Director of the Men of St. Joseph. And uh, before we do that, I want to remind folks at home that we have a wonderful website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we will be right back.
2: I'm Bess Drzezemski. And this is another great moment in church history. Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. At the very core of our Christianity is the gospel's call to serve and defend those without a voice. On March 25, 1995, then-Pope John Paul II echoed Christ's command in a particular way when he wrote the groundbreaking encyclical Evangelium Vitae, the Gospel of Life. He reminded us of the deep commitment that all Christians have to the cause and protection of human life. He introduced the church and all of society to the concept of building a culture of life. John Paul II wrote, The Gospel of Life is at the heart of Jesus' message, Lovingly received day after day by the Church, it is to be preached with dauntless fidelity as good news to the people of every age and culture. Evangelium Vitae outlines the many threats to human life in today's culture of death, such as abortion, euthanasia, and the destruction of human embryos for research. The document challenges present-day Christians to reject and condemn these unspeakable crimes. The late pontiff wrote, The deliberate decision to deprive an innocent human being of his life is always morally evil and can never be licit, either as an end in itself or as a means to a good end. We are called to witness to the culture of life in our daily lives, but many find this difficult and overwhelming. It is far too easy to feel almost powerless to as though good can never triumph over a world filled with so much evil. But John Paul offered us hope. He wrote, The gospel of life is something concrete and personal, for it consists in the proclamation of the very person of Jesus. Man is given the possibility of knowing the complete truth concerning the value of human life. From the first moment of conception, every life has meaning and worth. Evangelium Vitae invites us into a deeper reverence for life at all stages. But it also challenges us to create a culture of life in our own hearts, in our own families, and in our own communities. In the words of John Paul II, Where life is involved, the service of charity must be profoundly consistent, for human life is sacred and inviolable at every stage and in every situation. It is an indivisible good. Answer the late pontiff's call and renew your commitment to building the culture of life. I'm Bess Droszymski, and this is another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Dr. Kevin Ryan, Executive Director of Men of St. Joseph. Uh, uh, sounds like a fine organization. I'm looking forward to uh, trying to find out more about it myself. Go to menofstjoseph.com to find out more about that. I'll tell you, it, it's interesting. Now, you've, you've been involved with them just for a, for a bit now. Um, yes, and, it started uh, in October. That's right. So you um, you know, obviously, a lot about it because you're the Executive Director, mm-hmm. but... Did you know about it before you uh, you went to see them? And, you know, and, and maybe I guess I should say, have you always been this saintly and holy man that you are today? <laughs> it's really what I should say. You're, you're wearing white, very papal kind of looking, very yeah. holy. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you're you're holy and you're a father, but you're not the holy father. I understand no, that. No,
0: no. So uh, what? No, now, what? How did you get involved in Men of Saint Joseph? How did sure. that work? Sure. Um, let me kind of start at the beginning. You sure, know, it's, uh, and I'll try to do this in, in real quick. Right. But um, I grew up in a in a Catholic family, uh, an active Catholic family. We went to church every Sunday. Um, I was an altar boy as a kid, and, um, and loved it. And actually, um, in high school, went to a minor seminary uh, for boys that might be interested in the priesthood right. someday. Saint Thomas right. Seminary in Bloomfield, Connecticut, for those of you that are mm. in that listening area, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. But, uh, you know, as I got a little older in my teens, I mm-hmm. began to uh, see some of the allure of the world. Right. And I began to chase that, um, you know, the, all the things that are out there. I won't go on into all the right. details. But um, I finally got to the place where I went off to college and um, I became the social director of the school, which, of course, means I was Mr. Party Man. You
1: were at yeah. all the parties. You had to run the parties. You set them up. That's
0: it. And I hired the bands. You had to taste
1: everything to make sure that it was I did it was my, worthy it was, to be served. It was my
0: sworn duty. Yes. yes. And, you, and you did it well. I all did. Too well, apparently. I, I was an overachiever. <laughs> good for you. Yes. Or bad for you. Yes. However bad you for want me. to look at it. Um, I went on and I, I, I transferred to a school out in the Midwest. And when I got there, I said to myself, gee, I need a job. Uh, get myself through school here and, um, well, I learned how to hire bands. So why don't I go ahead and start, uh, a, a rock concert promotion company. And I did, wow. I started this con- company called, uh, fantasy productions and it's, you know, just take that name and run with it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really sound like
1: it's something that my wife would like me to be involved. No, in. I, I, I no. think
0: you're probably right. Um, and in fact, I, you know, I, I started it in my dorm room and then uh, moved it downtown. To and a, I'll just say that most things that start in a dorm room, Tom, correct <laughs> <right> me <laughs> if I'm wrong, are
1: are not going to be the. the a bad sign. The, right the highest <laughs> of character. It should be your first sign.
0: Yes, and you know, and I began to live that lifestyle. You know, the, the, the rock and roll lifestyle. You know, that's I started to to live that. And I drifted. I was so far off the reservation. Wow. Um, I know that. So
1: this is the story of so many good little Catholic boys, isn't yes,
0: it? Yes, it is. It yeah,
1: is. It's unfortunate in yes. that situation. And, you know, so there had to be some kind of pinnacle moment in your life, some kind of big change. There how, was. How did that happen?
0: You know, through all of this, I was going to church every Sunday. What a good boy I was. Um, but I was just going through the motions. Right. You know, I was just there. Um, and I, there was nothing inside of me. Right. And, and I came to a point of just emptiness. Uh, you know, I was chasing all these things of the world. Right. But it didn't fulfill me. And I just felt empty. And I came to a place where um, I walked into um, okay, I got to say this quietly. I, j- I walked into an Assemblies of God church oh. um, one time. And, um, and I watched a movie. And at that movie, um, you know, I heard the gospel preached. And I didn't really do anything about it that day. But I went, my parents were on vacation. I went back to their house. And I was in their living room, and, uh, and I just felt the Lord say to me, Kevin, choose this day who you will serve. Mm. And, um, and so I, I dropped to my knees in my parents' living room at the, on the ottoman and, uh, and just said, Lord, I choose you. Um, take all of this worldly stuff away, wow. and I, I want to be wholly yours.
1: Now, that ottoman, by the way, is going to be a third-class relic. That's what I want to point out.
0: That that, that's, we should hold on to that ottoman because the Vatican's going to put that in their secret archives. My no, father just asked me if I wanted it, actually. You, you, need, you need to hold on to that. That's yes. the rock of
1: your faith. No, so, that is so that is so beautiful. And I, I this is not about me and my story, but I know, there's so many people out there. That's the same exact thing that happened to me. I was born and raised Catholic and yep. sort of I fell away, but I really found God through uh, really – you know thank god for the protestant reformation mm. right I, I experienced god in the, a more profound way for me at the time where where i was and that's how he reached me yes. in a non-denominational evangelical way yeah. in my life and so for you it was assemblies of god there's something there that got you fired up and it did. Uh, very yeah. pentecostal and very uh, yeah
0: it was yeah and i, I uh, and I, uh, I i actually got to the point where i became a deacon in the church i felt called to the to the ministry wow. full time ministry so i went back to school um, got a uh, bachelor's degree in Bible and theology, went to seminary, got my master's, um, and I became a pastor. So here is now you, mm. uh, this Catholic boy who's an Assemblies of God pastor. No, I wasn't in Assemblies of oh, God. Oh, that's just where the call came That's where from. the call came, but um, just in kind of general evangelical... Okay, you know, kind of churches. The
1: Church of Kevin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But what, what yeah. you had a relationship with Jesus? Maybe now, oh. really for the first time you understood yes. it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely true. Now I would challenge one
1: thing that you said. Yep. That you were empty inside. You know, going through all this get rock and roll thing, and and I think you would probably agree with me that essentially this is one of the reasons why um, when Catholics baptize children, people wonder. You know, should we baptize children? Mm. And I'm I'm going to tell you, while the, I think the Holy Spirit was there, part of all of you, yes. all through this time, and maybe just sort of lying dormant, waiting to strike. Yeah, I would right? absolutely
0: agree with but that. The, but
1: your baptism really had, that's what really yes. conformed you to the will of God, even though you were hard-nosed
0: about it all well, the, your life. The way I explain it to people is God gives us this gift in baptism. Yeah. And and then he calls us to respond to that gift. Yeah. It's not like, you know, we're baptized as infants and, and you, then that's bing, it. bang, boom, Here's we're done. Here's your certificate. Yeah, exactly. Suitable for framing. But, but he hands us this gift and then he says, respond to my gift. And what I had done was I put it on a shelf and I admired it from afar. Ah. <laughs> but I never opened it. Um, well, now, how did
1: you get from being I'm uh, probably a very good pastor of an evangelical flock? Mm-hmm. Yep. How did you get to here, sitting yes. here in the luxurious corner booth of this <laughs> Catholic a... cafe I studied, as executive director? Of...
0: I studied church history, and um, when I was in seminary, I studied studied the church fathers. And as I started reading what the church fathers had to say, um, particularly, I started reading what um, uh, uh, Justin Martyr oh, has yeah. to say about the Eucharist, and I'm there. Whoa, 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 whoa! That looks a whole lot more like what i grew up with in catholicism that's than right. what i have here
1: did you read the document it's from his first apology and it's yes. written about 150 ad that's and it's, right. it, it talks about the eucharist but it's all it's in the context of a mass yes it is it's it speaks very eloquently and very thoroughly about and describes a worship a sunday in in rome that's right right and this is what worship looked like And when you read that, you're just blown away by the fact that it's like, well, wait a second. This is what we do every Sunday in our local Catholic church. Yes. And and indeed, every day, if you go to daily mass, how beautiful that is.
0: That's right. And as I continued to read the church fathers, I just saw more and more and more of that. Um, I actually brought it to one of my mentors um, in, in the evangelical tradition and said, look what these guys have to say. Right, and what he said to me was, "Who cares? It's not the scripture."
1: Well, that's right. That's say right. It's not. Wow. It's yeah. not infallible scripture. Right. It's just wow. some guy's opinion.
0: But I said, "That's what the church was doing." One hundred and fifty years, you know, into the existence of the church, that matters. Yeah, and um, and, and and so and so, so, I and you so you started been
1: carrying that to its natural conclusion. Exactly then. right.
0: And so I resigned. You know, I I ended up going to a Catholic seminary, um, and they kind of helped me with all the questions that I had. Um, I was in a postgraduate. Uh, program with them Mm -hmm. holy apostles seminary in uh, college and seminary in cromwell connecticut very good and they helped me through the process and in october of 99 i resigned my pastorate and uh, christmas day i preached my last sermon And december 26th uh i natalie and i my wife natalie and i uh, uh, had our marriage blessed and we entered the catholic church
1: Awesome, awesome. We came home. We came home. Yeah, and you were welcomed home. And and I'm so glad. Uh, And and I guess it's interesting that we're talking about the men of Saint Joseph. You're being executive director. And I guess as I look at your life, how the men of Saint Joseph would have done you well Mm. had you been involved in men of Saint Joseph. As if your father had all through your life, if you had had that experience. Of that, um, you would have been the, in the ninety-three percent, maybe, of the, of the guys that sort of stayed Catholic.
0: I, I believe that to be true because you know we went through kind of a, a time in the seventies mm-hmm. um, where maybe catechesis wasn't everything it should have been. That's right. And um, you're so kind. <laughs> 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 and uh, and yeah, I, I became a product of that. Not that I'm blaming that; That's I, right. t- it's my own responsibility, but. But um, I think if something, you did have like, any help. Yeah, I didn't have any help, and the Men of Saint Joseph is is there to be a help.
1: Well, I'm so glad that you're you're involved in Men of Saint Joseph now, and and I think it's interesting that God takes us on all these journeys, mm. right? And and really, He prepares us just like He prepared Moses to be shepherd of the of the people of Israel by being a shepherd for 40 years. That's right. Well, you had to sort of live a certain life and experience a, a certain kind of life. Uh, and then to to realize just how important men of St. Joseph is yes. to men who, who show up. Because I guarantee you probably know that many of the men that show up are in the same boat that you yes. were.
0: Yeah. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. I mean, it's I just feel I have such a heart for uh, for men that are seeking, that are searching, and, uh, and want more.
1: So let's take the last few seconds of this program. And, and if you were sitting there in a room filled with men, who are thinking like, well, do I need to go to the Men of St. Joseph?
0: Give me that, that little, little, what would you tell them? Yeah, Men of St. Joseph is a place where you can come, and you know the gift we talked about in baptism. Um, you can take that gift, and you'll have other men around you to help you unwrap the gift and to, to begin to uh, really understand what the Lord has given us in our baptism and to come to know him in a deeper way.
1: That is so beautiful. It is. So, Dr. Kevin Ryan, Executive Director of Men of St. Joseph, uh, sounds like a wonderful organization. It is. Uh, and uh, all over the world? All over the world. Twelve countries right now and, and counting. And so whoever's listening, you know, you can have it in your country if it's not already there. That's right. And you go to the website, menofstjoseph.com, and they can find out more about it. That would be wonderful. I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap up our program, and the way we're going to do it is I think we'll uh, we'll just ask for the intercession of St. Joseph. Uh, and we're going to read the collect, that short prayer that we'll say it's, it's in the church's liturgy on the Feast of St. Joseph. And that's on March the 19th when mm. we celebrate that uh, universal feast. And so we'll pray in the name of the Father, God, and of the God, Son, God. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that by St. Joseph's intercession, your church may constantly watch over the unfolding of the mysteries of human salvation, whose beginnings you entrusted to his faithful care. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
2: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com.
0: The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of
2: Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.